Welcome to Parshas Hashavur with Rabbi G. This week is Parshas Mishpatim. It's also a special Shabbos as we begin the reading of one of the the of the, the first of the four special um, portions Parshas that we read around this time of the year, two before Purim, two after Purim, and this week is Parshas Shkolim, the mitzvah of giving a half a shekel. So back to the Parsha. Parshas Mishpatim, of course, is a, a very special Parsha because it's the first Parsha that comes after the giving of the Torah, after last week, which was Matan Torah. Um, now, the significance of this is the very first Pasuk, which tells us, And these are the laws which you should teach them, Hashem says, and Rashi points out that the word which means these are, when it's written with a Vav, and these are, it connects it to before, to tell us, just like what we read about in last week's parasha was given Harasinai, so to all the mitzvahs that we read about, including all the rational mitzvahs, the mishpatim, all the things we read about, the laws of damages and so on, that we read about in this week's parasha are all given at Harasinai. Just to extend that concept a little bit, the word mishpatim, we know, refer to the mitzvahs that have logic, that have reason. Yet Rashi says an interesting thing, that... In the last week's parsha, the very last mitzvah was the mitzvah of building a mizbeach, an altar. And then we start with the laws of civil laws, laws of damages, mishpatim, that are in this week's parsha. And Rashi says, why the laws pertaining to a bastin, which is essentially what this parsha is full of, why is it put right after the laws of building a mizbeach to tell you that the Sanhedrin, the court, should be situated next to the Beis HaMikdash, next to the altar. And in fact, the high court, the Sanhedrin, the highest court in Eretz Yisrael, was actually in the Azar, it was in the courtyard of the Beis HaMikdash. The Baba Rebbe extends this idea a little bit um, further, and he says the following, that what we learn by the juxtaposition of these laws, Mishpatim, the rational laws, the laws of courts, the laws of Sanhedrin, the laws of damages, and so on, what we learn from that being right after Matan Torah is to teach us that even though we have mitzvahs which are logical, we shouldn't be keeping them because of their logic. We, could be, we should be keeping them because Hashem said so. In other words, yes, Hashem gave us the opportunity to understand certain mitzvahs, but our commitment to them is not because they make sense. Our commitment be- to them is because they are God's mitzvahs. Therefore, if there's details we don't understand, it makes no difference because they have to be filled with the Kedusha and filled with the commitment that these are mitzvahs that connect us to Hashem just like any other mitzvahs and that's why we keep them. Which therefore, that's the hint that Rashi says that the, the Sanhedrin should be next to the Beis HaMikdash, meaning that when a Sanhedrin, when a Beistin sits down and judges a civil case, a, dis- a litigation, a dispute between two people, laws of inheritance, laws of damages, which are all very logical things, they have to be Eitzel HaMizbeach. They have to be next to the Mizbeach, which means they have to have the mindset that they are judging something here which they need Hashem's help. They are judging something here which are Hashem's mitzvahs. And they are filled with Kedusha. They're not just, it's not just a rational discussion, it's a mitzvah discussion. And they have to have that mindset as they judge the case. On the, on the idea of um, damages, one of the mitzvahs that talks about in this week's parasha is what happens if our animals things we own, damage other people, damage other animals, damage the property of other people, and of course the laws that come with 
that the, the laws of Nezikin, which teach us how to pay and what the compensation has to be, and so on and so forth. The Ishbitzer, the Meyashiloch, says something very fascinating. He says that one of the things that Hashem is t- teaching us in this parsha is not just what happens if our animals damage other people's animals or property. But it's also a warning that we need to prevent it. And one of the ways we prevent it is, he says, and a fascinating idea, that the level of refinement, the madrega, the level of a person, affects the level of his or hers resources, animals, and so on. If a person has good midas, if a person refines their character, that they relate to other people, they are careful with other people's property. They are careful with other people's feelings. They are careful to treat other people properly. Those good midas will transfer to the animals that we own and prevent them from hurting others. In other words, we don't want our animals to hurt others and to be liable for all sorts of damages and compensation. We need to realize that the way we behave affects our animals. An amazing idea. And he brings sort of a source for this from the Gemara in Tainus, a very fascinating source. The Gemara there is discussing Rabbi Hanina ben Doisa, who we know is a man of great miracles. And one of the miracles is the following. The Gemara tells a story that Rabbi Hanina ben Doisa had goats. Okay, the Gemara later talks about how these goats came to him, but he had goats. And people complained to him, he says, your goats are damaging our fields. And Rabbi Hanidim Doisa's response was he was absolutely sure that his goats are not damaging anyone's field to the point that he, he put the following to them. He said, if it is true that my goats are damaging fields of others, may bears come and devour them. But if it's not true, then let each goat come home in the evening with a bear carried on its horns, which is like amazing. That night, each and every goat that he had brought back a bear on its, on its horns. Now the question is, why was Rabbi Mendoza so confident that his goats had not done any damage? Was it just that he was looking after them properly? I'm sure he was. Says the Israel said, but it's more than that. It's because he knew his own Madrega, and therefore he knew how he had impacted and influenced even the animals that he owned. And therefore he was confident that his goats had not damaged anyone else's property. Quite an, quite an amazing idea. But I want to pick up on something in the Pasha that's not um, so often discussed and it's, it's not sort of the main kind of theme of the Pasha, but yet something that comes up and it's important to, to just highlight and discuss a little bit. So at the very beginning of the Pasha, the Gemara is talking about laws of damages and what happens if we hurt other people and part of the Part of the damages including, includes medical, field, uh, medical fears, fees. And the way the, the Pasuk talks about it says that Shifta, Yitain, you've got to give him, first of all, you've got to compensate him for the time that the person couldn't work. And also, Verapo, Yerape, and he should be surely healed, which we know tells us that we have to pay for his medical expenses. But on that word, which is a double expression, Verapo, Yerape, he shall surely become healed. And it's got the same word. It comes from the same word as a roife, which is a doctor. Chazal tell us, Mikan, from here we learn, Shenitno Roshus Leroife Lerapois. That permission was given to a doctor to heal. Now this is an amazing statement to begin with. 
it teaches us an amazing concept of a munna. In other words, we take it for granted we can go to a doctor, but, but says who? Maybe, maybe um, Hashem runs the world. We believe with complete faith that if we're not feeling well, it's Hashem's doing. And maybe we shouldn't be mixing in and intervening in Hashem's business. So maybe we should just let it go. And whatever Hashem's plan is, it is. But nevertheless, the, so we need the Gemara. We need Chazal to tell us no. The Torah gives permission to a doctor to heal. That's what Hashem wants. What Hashem does is His business. And Hashem gives us sometimes things that are in the form of illness and so on for whatever He wants, whatever His reasons are. But He wants us to responsible lives. He wants us to, to live responsibly. And he wants us to go to a doctor. However, it's not that simple because we find in the Rishonim some discussion about this. And there's a fairly well-known Evan Ezra who says that Verapa Yerapa means, which we know now to be a, a, a permission, a granting of permission for a doctor to heal. He says it only refers to wounds and injuries and sicknesses that are external to the body. However, he says, any, any disease that's in, internal, it is after Hashem to heal. Now, that's a, obviously a very interesting statement. Certainly not practiced. We go to a doctor for anything. And there are a number of problems with it. First of all, in the Gemara Nedorim it says, the Gemara Nedorim talks about a certain type of egg called Beitz or Turmita, that when apparently the Gemara says when, you, when a person who's not well swallows this egg, if he has a disease, an internal disease, the egg will, it will sort of, um, it will um, catch, it will always, it will, the, the, the disease will, will, will stick to the egg and there's some sort of process where if you're able to extract the egg afterwards, if the person is able to expel the egg from his body in a sort of a, a, a whole state and the doctor is sort of able then to look at it and know how to heal the person. Which obviously, I mean, the, exactly what the Gemara means is needs discussion, but what we see there is obviously that for internal diseases, one does go to a doctor. And of course, the Bosphorim asked the question. The, 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 there's a safer called Yalkut Avram, which asks the question that we see in our generation. Everyone goes to the doctor, it doesn't matter, small or big, external or internal. So, I saw quoted in a safer called Oitzer Ploy Satoyer, he brings from Koicho Miyakov. It gives the following answer based on a toysvis in Baba Basha. The, the, the Gemara in Baba Basha tells us an uh, interesting medrash, and it says that Evan Toiva, there was a precious stone that was hanging around the neck of Avram Avinu. That anyone who was sick would see it, he would become healed. However, when Avram Avinu passed away from the world, Hashem, um, so Hashem hung the stone in the orbit of the sun kind of thing. Some of us say that's why sunlight has medicinal powers. Okay? So, so in other words, we no longer had it. So Toysus asked the question that we have in Baba Metziah that it says that until Yaakov of Vinu, people didn't really get sick properly. That's why we have the whole idea that Yaak, that people used to um, just sneeze and pass away, which is why we say Tsugazunt when someone sneezes. And Yaakov requested that people should be able to sort of prepare themselves and set the uh, affairs in order so they should get sick. So until Yaakov there was no actual sickness um, and until Elisha there was no one that got sick that could be healed. Elisha Hanovi introduced the healing process to people that got sick. 
So how can we say that this was a stone that people got sick, they become healed? We says until it says until Yaakov you know, there was no sickness. And Toysfus says that maybe Avram Avinu was talking about, well, wasn't talking about a certain person that just got sick, he felt, he felt it well, he was talking about a person that got injured, which did happen before Yaakov Avinu, and maybe that was the medicinal power that that stone had. But Toysfus does say that there were stages. Yaakov Avinu brought sickness, when his time there was sickness, and Rafua healing wasn't until Elisha. So maybe that's what the Evan Ezra says. The Evan Ezra says that the Torah says, Verapoi Yerapoi. You can heal. And that goes in the time of Matan Torah. But the time of Matan Torah was only referring to Makashut's external diseases because that was the, the, the medicine, that was the healing that was available until Elisha. But nowadays, we say that permission, to grant permission for doctors to heal, that extends beyond just external injuries. Because once Elisha came and reduced the healing process, even for internal uh, machles and d- diseases of all types of sicknesses, Nowadays, that permission that Torah gives, of course, extends way beyond just external diseases. Of course, the bottom line is that we, we do go to a, to a doctor to heal. And in fact, we know that in Jewish history, many great tzaddikim were in fact doctors. The Gemara tells us about Shmuel, who was a great doctor. Um, in, the, in, in the Rishonim, we have many that were great healers and expert doctors, like the Rambam, the Ramban, the Sephorna and the Shulte Hagibayim, they were all they were all they were all doctors as well. So of course we have that process and it's normative Yiddishkeit. However, obviously, we have to always remember that healing comes from Hashem, and that the doctor is only a shliach. The doctor is only the messenger to carry the brach of Hashem. If Hashem doesn't want us to be healed, we won't be healed, no matter what how great the doctor is. The doctor is only a shliach. Both the patient needs to know this, and if we have to ask Hashem to heal us, and of course the doctor himself has to know it. The doctor himself has to always know that he or she are only shluchim, only messengers to carry Hashem's bracha, and to integrate the healing process with tremendous emuna and knowledge and acknowledgement that everything comes from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Which, in conclusion, just lends it, this sort of connects to something else very almost strange that the Gemara says in Kiddushin. I'm going to share with you an insight that I saw also in the Orser Plois HaTorah. The, 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 the Gemara says a famous line, Toiv Shiberoifim LeGehinam. The best doctors go to Gehinam, purgatory. Which is really a, a really strange thing. Didn't we just mention there were great Sadikim who were doctors? Surely they went to Gan Eden. There were great people. There are doctors, there are doctors who are very fine people, great people, amazing people people who are selfless, people who do amazing kindness. How can we say, the best of the doctors go to Gehenna? What does that mean? And also, how can we say that just generally when the Torah gives permission for doctors to, to operate, so they're doing a good thing. But he says the following. He says, and, and it's a good play on words in the word toiv. There are doctors that think that they can do it all. They think that it's their accomplishments. And they leave out the emunah. And then there are doctors, of course, who understand that Hashem is the roifei kol basar Hashem is the one that heals. And they are just shluchim and they carry with it that spiritual aspect to their healing process. So such a doctor, for example, will daven for his patients. Such a, such a doctor will daven Shemana Esher. And in Shemana Esher there is a... <clears throat> there's a... Um, there's a, there's a bracha on healing, Rafa'inu Hashem Venei Rafa'in, right? 
And that's what the Gemara means. That if a doctor can be a very good doctor, but if he doesn't believe in Hashem and he thinks he's carrying the healing process on his own, that's what the Gemara refers to, that Toiv Shemaraifim Be'begehina. And then he brings something from the Meir Premishlan. Meir Premishlan says like the following. He says, that if a person, a doctor, who believes in Hashem and therefore prays for his t- patients, he will have extra kavana in the Shemana Esra, in the Amidah, in the Bracha Rafa'ina. Now the reason why the Amidah is called the Shemana Esra is because originally it only had 18 brachas, 18 blessings. A doctor that doesn't believe that the healing comes from Hashem, so he doesn't daven for his patients, he doesn't have kavana in the Bracha Rafa'ina. So he's left only with 17 brachas. I'm sure he has kavana when he asks Hashem for Parnassah and so on, but, but he doesn't have, he's, lo, he's lost the bracha of Rafa'inu and therefore remains in his Amidah really only the power of 17 brachas. That's what the Gemara means. Toiv Shebaraifim. The best doctors, but the word toiv means 17. If you have a doctor that only has kavana in 17 of the brachas, he doesn't fully understand and appreciate that he's got to think about the 18th bracha, and ask for a fuah from Hashem, who is the ultimate healer, and daven for his patients and so on, that's what the Gemara means, toif But if a doctor davens for his patients, and the doctor understands that the healing comes from Hashem, that doctor has all 18, it's no longer toif, it's now fully 18 brachas, that doctor of course is a tzaddik, he's someone that's helping people, and he's, and he's bringing tremendous bracha, and obviously that's not what the Gemara is referring to. Thanks for listening and have a wonderful day.